Welcome to the Grad School Femme Touring Podcast. This is Dr. Yvette Martinez Vu, and I will be serving as your Femme Tour, providing you with tips and tricks and everything else you need to know to get into graduate school. For the past 10 years, I've been helping undergraduate students get into top graduate programs in their field, and I'm really excited to share this information with you too. Hi, everyone. I have an episode today on how to sell yourself and highlight your strengths in applications. The idea was brought up to me by a colleague uh, who I had a chance to kind of connect with recently. And she was telling me that the students that she works with, some of them have reached out and asked because they're applying to grad programs how do they sell sell themselves in their grad school applications and their essays? How do they do that? They feel really uncomfortable. They've never had to do that before. And um, it's actually something that is also relevant to me right now because I kept thinking about how I have often struggled to sell myself. Even the phrase sell yourself to me is not a phrase that I'm a fan of. Why? I think that we have, we make a lot of associations with certain terms and phrases. That's why I didn't want to just say, sell yourself. I wanted to also emphasize this idea of highlighting your strengths in any kind of application. So I'm not just referring to grad school as, but it could be you're applying to a summer program, you're applying for an internship, you're applying for a job. Um, In many scenarios, there's going to be opportunities where you're asked to describe yourself, to describe your background, your strengths, your skills, your experiences. And in doing so, you're trying to convince someone else to let you in, to like admit you and accept you into something, to give you the job, to give you the internship, to get into grad school. But when I think of the phrase sell yourself, I tend to associate it as um, almost like the the, the phrase selling out uh, as a very like hyper capitalistic phrase, hyper individualistic phrase as a very Western kind of mode of doing things is constantly like like self-promotion and Based on my experience and my background, my cultural upbringing, the daughter of Mexican immigrant parents, being individualistic was not a good thing. And then raised as um, you know, a feminine girl and gen- having gender roles imposed on me, standing out was not a good thing. Being loud, taking up space, highlighting myself was not a good thing. And so with those things in mind, I think that it's been a long time of building up this idea that it's not a good thing to sell ourselves. It's not a good thing to promote ourselves. I'm slowly right now making the transition to doing this whole uh, solopreneurship full time and trying to coach more people and develop new programs and courses little by little because I'm, I'm still in transition. I have not moved abroad yet. 
And I'm hoping to do more once I, I'm a little more stable. But in the meantime, I'm, I'm in this transitional mode and I am contemplating these concepts for myself as well. What does it mean to, to sell yourself, to promote yourself, to highlight your strengths in um, a hyper-capitalistic society, uh, having been born and raised in the United States? What does this mean for my listeners, for my students, for my clients, for the people that I interact with who are applying to grad school or applying to other opportunities and are struggling to put themselves out there. Well, um, I want to say that <laughs> you are not alone. It is a struggle, but it's also something that you are going to have to learn. Uh, you're going to have to strengthen the skill of highlighting your strengths and skills. <laughs> and how do you do that? I think that let's take the grad school application process as an example. If I were applying to grad school right now, what advice would I take? What advice, you know, what are some of the steps that I would take if I was opening up a document, trying to write my essays and struggling to think about what my strengths are. Because sometimes we don't, um, it's not, it's not a thing that you can easily identify. Sometimes it's hard to see yourself from an outsider's perspective. And so because of that, one of the first things I would recommend is to ask around, ask your peers, your friends, your colleagues, your faculty mentors, especially your letter writers, ask them what they perceive your strengths to be. And you might feel uncomfortable asking this question because you might be thinking in the back of your head, actually, I'm not good at anything, uh, which is uh, not, not true. It's a lie. We all have strengths. We all have challenges, things that we can work on, areas of growth, areas of opportunity, you know, whatever, however you want to phrase it. We all have things we need to work on, but we also all have things that we are not that bad at, that we, I might say, even are good at. And so ask around to find out what do other things, what do other people think are your strengths? And odds are they probably are your strengths. The other thing that is really, really helpful, it was helpful for me, um, navigating grad school apps, navigating fellowship apps, navigating job apps, is whenever possible, finding samples. So asking around, and this can be also uncomfortable to ask others if they would feel comfortable sharing their sample application essay with you, their sample internship essay with you, their sample job application essay with you. Why? Because sometimes we struggle to find ways to articulate our strengths. So maybe you have realized, actually, my strength is I'm very good at getting scholarships, or I'm very good at doing research, or I'm very good at, um, I'm not sure, you know, working with this software. I'm really good at quantitative blah, blah, blah. You know, you identify your skills, but then you open up that document again, you try to write your essays and again, you're stuck. So having samples also helps because in reviewing, not just one, reviewing multiple samples, you can see, act, like tangibly see how people describe themselves, 
their background, their experiences, the skills that they've gained. And you can almost um, create a formula out of it and realize, oh, I really like how they went from this paragraph to this paragraph, from this idea to that. Or I like how they started with this type of anecdote. Or, um, oh, I noticed that when they write about this experience, they mention, you know, the outcomes. They mention, you know, what, you know, if they completed a summer program, what they did at the end, you know, at the end of the program, what was, what was the outcome of that program or how many kind of people did they teach or how many publications that they have. So actually being able to turn it into um, a sample of something that you could then kind of turn into your own. So again, you're not copying what they're writing. I don't believe in plagiarism or anything like that you're getting samples uh, and models so that you can come up with your own essay, with your own language to describe yourself and your strengths. So those are the two kind of big things that I wanna emphasize right now is if you're struggling with acknowledging your strengths or even figuring out what they are, start with others, start with reaching out to the others to figure out what they think they are. And then after that, take a look at some samples. And then after that, make a list of some of your accomplishments. Do some free writing. Think about what are the things that you have been actively working on? What are the things that you um, do regularly and frequently and are good at? Um, well, the things that you're doing regular and frequently are probably the things that you're good at. And then from there, use that as a starting point. So once you have some ideas from friends, colleagues, mentors, femtors, once you have a couple of sample uh, applications, documents, whatever it is that you're working on, then get started on your own. And then remember that when you are selling yourself or pitching yourself or highlighting your strengths, when you have a first draft, it's not gonna be great. And so don't conflate your self-worth and your strengths with the, um, what is it? Like how polished and clean the first draft is. And um, odds are your first draft is gonna be messy and it's okay for it to be messy. Make sure to kind of incorporate time or give yourself enough time so that you go through multiple drafts of whatever the thing is, you know, if it's your, grad school statement of purpose or if it's your cover letter for an app, a job application or um, it's a personal statement for a summer program I'm not sure but this is I just want to remind you this is not the first or the last time that someone is going to ask you to highlight yourself to put yourself out there and it is hard um, and for some of us, it's harder than others. For some of us, again, maybe because of your cultural background, maybe because of your personality, maybe you um, identify as being kind of a little shyer, more introverted. Um, maybe there's some fear there too, because there's a part of you that's afraid to highlight your strengths, afraid of what will happen if someone does say yes to you. But it, um, you just gotta get started reach out, ask for help, 
look at some samples and then set your timer if you're struggling to write free write if you're struggling to write set a timer for 10 minutes open up a document type everything that you're thinking um and then after that after you get all your thoughts out on paper maybe have a prompt and take a look at the prompt and start answering the question again messily answer all the questions for yourself for um related to the prompt and then after after you've answered all the questions then start to kind of gather ideas and organize them and then or by organizing these ideas then you can put them into paragraphs and then by putting them into paragraphs you can start to put together um, a more coherent essay um, it's all just kind of taking small steps and um, in some ways also depersonalizing it's like how can you see yourself and describe yourself from an outsider's point of view the more we personalize it the the harder it is to to describe ourselves or at least that's been kind of the case for me um, i'm taking a look at some notes that um that i wanted to mention when it comes to selling yourself and again i don't like that phrase selling so I, I still feel like it sounds like you're selling out um, but we all need to find a way to put ourselves out there to do the things that we want to do to pursue our personal and professional goals so i don't want you to think that by you focusing on your strengths and sharing them with others that that's necessarily a bad thing it doesn't have to be a bad thing it can it can be a means to an end to get you to the next step in your goals um, but also when it comes to kind of depersonalizing it there is a component of your application that does involve sharing a little bit about yourself especially for grad school apps there is a personal statement that's often required or the statement of purpose if that's the only thing that's um, asked for they still want to know a little bit more about yourself and your background and i want to remind you that it is okay to share about yourself and about your identity or multiple identities intersectional identities some people choose to are you know they're very careful with what they choose to disclose about themselves because again what you share about yourself and your identity can also be very vulnerable but i would rather you share a little bit more about yourself whatever you're comfortable sharing and know that whoever admits you says yes to you opens up an opportunity for you does it with this idea in mind of what your background is and is is hopefully accepting of that and you will hopefully receive support being your full self not just you know a, a, the part of you that the a limited part of you that you shared about yourself so when you think about yourself when you think about your identity identities think about um, what makes you stand out and what can you contribute one of the questions that comes up a, a lot is how are you contributing to the diversity of the campus you know if it's for for grad schools or for jobs academic jobs that's a question that comes up a lot and for the students that i've worked with there they often have multiple ways of addressing that because they're contributing by through their identity and experiences and their lens of seeing the world, which can help the way that they then mentor and teach other people. But then also a lot of times their research too 
is um, related to studying the same kind of populations that will enhance the diversity of the topics studied on their campus. And so sometimes we take for granted what our identities are. We um, don't realize how few people like us are actually applying into those programs. And when I say like us, I mean first gen students of color. There's a reason why there's so few of them because you're first gen, you're the first in your family to go to college. Students of color, you know, academic institutions continue to have an issue of numbers. As you move up the ranks, there are fewer people of color. And that is the way that academic spaces have been built. And it, it, it continues to be a thing. A lot of people of color are pushed out. And so if, if your goal is to move on to grad school, perhaps even get an academic job, um, I want you to know that your identity is going to stand out and it is something that you shouldn't take for granted and is something that you should probably highlight in your applications because, you know, it will make you stand out and hopefully in a good way, hopefully you will be embraced and supported, like I said. And if you are not, then maybe that's not the place that you wanna to go to because I would hate to have someone get into graduate school, go to a graduate program and then not feel like they belong, not feel supported and then get pushed out. Like I, I don't think people should be wasting their times pursuing a grad program where it's gonna to be toxic and ultimately they're not going to be provided with the resources and support necessary to, to finish their program. So anyway, long story short, when it comes to selling yourself, it can be awkward. It can be uncomfortable for first-gen students of color. But um, if you can try to depersonalize it and create it, um, make it a process that where you can work on it kind of with small steps. So starting with asking others about your strengths, moving on to uh, getting a hold of some sample essays to then free writing. And then from free writing, creating a zero draft or a first draft. The zero draft is just my way of referring to a very, very messy draft. And then from that zero draft, a messy draft to a first draft, something that's coherent, still not polished, but coherent, readable in paragraph form. And then from the first draft, try to have multiple drafts. And I don't have a set number of the number of drafts that you have to go through for it to be polished enough for it to be done. But at some point you wanna send it to a trusted advisor, a trusted femtor, mentor, um, faculty member, whoever the person is to take a look at it and give you the green light. You know, with folks that I've worked with, I, I've been that person, I've been the green light person. I've said, okay, you've worked on this enough and this is it, it's ready to go. Like it's, I love doing that by the way, is sometimes either students don't work out enough, they have one draft and after that first draft, they wanna send it out and it still needs work or on the other end of things, they're working on it too much. They're on the fifth, sixth, seventh draft, who knows what number draft at this point. It says final, 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 final because every time they think it's done, they're trying to make more changes. And so I like to be the person to, to give the green light to something to say, yes, you highlighted your strengths. Yes, you highlighted your experiences. Yes, you highlighted your identity. Yes, you highlighted your fit. It's ready to go. There's no red flags. There's no gaps, no missing info. 
it's as good as it's going to get. Just send it out. Stop looking at it to find anything wrong with it. It's ready to go. Send it. So yeah, um, turn it into small, manageable steps. Identify someone who can be that second pair of eyes and who can green light um, that document for you. And, um, and then submit it. Hopefully at some point you will feel comfortable enough to know when you can submit things on your own. But for now, it's okay to ask someone else for help. And if you continue to have to do that in the future, that's what editors are for. <laughs> as a lot of people do uh, professionally too. So there's no shame in, in that either. I hope you found this helpful. I know I went a little bit on a rant here because I didn't have too many notes, um, but it was a topic that was brought up to me. And I wanted to mention kind of my thoughts on um, how I perceive selling yourself, highlighting your strengths and kind of what my approach would be for that. I'll talk to you all later. Thanks so much for joining me in the Grad School Femtoring Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please rate this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you tune in. You can also support the podcast by donating to my Patreon page, Anchor page, or Venmo account, which is at Grad School Femtoring. If you have questions or episode topics, you can contact me by sending me a DM on Instagram sending me an email to gradschoolfemtouring at gmail.com, sending me a voice message on Anchor, or sending me a message via my personal website at yvettemartinezvu.com. Until next time. <laughs>